अच्छे हैं
I'm gonna praise you, I'm gonna praise you, holy 
exalt you, my God, my King, and I will praise your name forever. I declare your majesty, and I will praise your name forever. Oh, great is the Lord, most worthy of the praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Oh, great is the Lord, most worthy of the praise. His mercies endure forever and ever. Oh, great is the Lord, most worthy of the praise. His mercies no one can fathom. stand around, you can come in here and just watch the paint dry on the walls, whatever. You don't even have to come here. You can just stay at home and sleep. But today you have come here to praise the holy name of God, Yeshua. Yeah. So we're going to lift his name high. So what we're going to do is we're going to declare that we're going to praise his holy name. So when you say that, make it personal. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you.
Jesus, above the sun. 
There's no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Oh, there's no more perfect name than yours. Your name is beautiful, my Jesus. Your name is wonderful, my Lord. Your name is beautiful, my Jesus. You're the name above it. You're the name above it all. Your name is beautiful. Your name is wonderful. So wonderful. Your name is beautiful. Yes, the name above it all. It's the name above it all. Your name, Jesus. Your name is beautiful. So beautiful. Your name is wonderful, my God. It's the name above it all. It's the name above it all. Jesus be glorified. And all I want is just to know your heart and want you keep me here until we are. All I want is just to
Turn. 
transformed in your love made new I made new I made new I made new in your love I made new in His love is so amazing and I don't know how to express what I'm feeling right now but I know this is that I keep believing that if we can believe that his love can change anything in our lives, anything in our circumstances, anything, man, then, then we just got to cry out to him. And we got to give him a chance to do that. And I believe this morning what's going on is his love's here, his presence is here, and things can change if you believe in that, right? So what I want to do is I want to open this this whole front of the sanctuary up. And if, if you're dealing with something, if you're going through something you need you need him to touch it right now. If you need his love to touch it right now, I want to have our prayer partners come up. I want to be ready for you up here. We want to pray for you. We want to give him an opportunity to minister to you this morning. Okay, don't 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 wait. Don't hold off. Just here's the thing. You've got to have the faith to step out. And when his presence is here, things can change. Situations will change. Hearts will change. There can be healing through his love. So we're going to go back into that, and we're just going to sing in that. We're just going to baste in that. We're just going to stay in that. Okay, and I just want to see what God wants to do this morning. So we don't care what it is, but if there's something that's on your heart that needs to be touched and there needs to be healing, then I want you, could be healing. It could be, man, marriage. It could be relationship. It could be finances. I don't care. But when he touches it, it gets better. So come on, we're just going to go back into worship and take this opportunity. Come, let us pray for you. Just Your grace is found me just as I 
I don't usually do this, but my wife is at home and um, she not only lost her uncle a couple days ago, but she hurt her back yesterday. She can't get out of bed. So I'm going to stand in her place and I'm going to request prayer for her. So if you could, can we just pray for my wife right now?
trust in his love and trust in that the ability for his love to change things in our life and then we've got to pray for each other and love on each other and man we just got to believe that this stuff can get better mm. man he's so good and his love is so good and man, you got to learn to tap into that stuff as often as possible you need to tap into it man it's abundant and he loves us that much that he doesn't want us to walk around dealing with these little things. He says, just let me heal it. Just let me take care of it. That's why we do this. <laughs> to love him. When we love him, then he just, man, things change. something that needs prayer you just man come on up it's not too late
Can we just be thankful? Come on, let's just take your time. Let's just sing that. Let's be Thank thankful. Thank you for what you're doing here. Oh, you're always faithful. Thank you for what you're doing here in your children.
close There's not a close second There's not a distant third You're in a space all your own Yeah, there's no one like you, Jesus No one like you, Jesus. You're in a space all your own. Yeah, there's no one like you, Jesus. You're in a space all your own. Yeah, there's no one like you, Jesus. You're in a space all your own, Lord. Yeah, there's no one like you, Jesus. once in a while you just gotta let him do what he wants to do because sometimes we get in charge of that stuff and we try to insert what we want and what and man it just takes it way out of control but this is where he wants us right now i'm telling you sometimes you just gotta let him have his way and he'll do amazing things in everything we're doing so come on let's just pray and and let's just ask him to continue to move today in everything we do so father we love you we love you and we thank you, Lord. You're so, so good. We thank you for your love. Mm, we just thank you for your love. And Father, just continue to move in the hearts and the minds in this house. <laughs> Saturate us with your love right now. Father, man, we just laid a bunch at the altar, Lord, so we ask you to, to just remove all that, God. We're not allowed to pick that back up, Lord. We know you're going to heal things and fix things restore things we just declare that right now in jesus name father just have your way i just thank you for this family i thank you for their heart for you father we just love you we love you we love you we love you we just surrender to you in jesus mighty name come on everybody said amen and amen come on Wow. Guys, it's a good morning so far. Really good morning. It's so good to see everybody. We're going to, um, I don't care what they want to do. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a chance to um, say hello to some people, love on some people. Um, we're going to have, we'll receive offerings. So we'll have our offering buckets up here um, so you can give this morning. Uh, 
I'm just thankful for everybody. Thankful for everything you do. And uh, let me pray over the offering and pray over the kids and we'll release the kids. We'll take about a 10 minute kind of intermission so you can go to the restroom, maybe get some coffee, whatever you want to do. Say hi to people. Uh, Just fellowship because that's what family. up this offering to you lord we ask you to bless it touch it father touch the hearts in this room lord we know that you want to do amazing things through us so we know that takes finances lord so so father i ask you right now to touch everybody in this room touch those watching online lord that lord that, that you will provide for everything that you've asked us to do so we thank you for that lord Mm, we surrender that to you. And Father, touch our children this morning, Father. Touch the teachers, Lord, everybody that's going to pour into that generation. God, we just, we love them and we know you love them more than we could ever love them. So Father, we surrender them to you. Give them knowledge and wisdom today. Let them grow in their faith in you. Father, just love them and saturate them with your love this morning. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, guys. Let's give and let's take an opportunity to say hello to some people.
I speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, I'm singing this over your families tonight. I speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, sing it again. Hey. I speak to the enemy.
share what God put on their heart is wonderful stuff that I probably don't always talk about up here, uh, but it's great stuff that, that you can learn from and grow from. So we're having, this week was nutrition uh, in the Holy Temple and the body, and that was with James Gaiman, who's a personal trainer, but he actually talked about all that stuff. Phenomenal, great stuff. Next week, we have, uh, once again, the Bandies. They went to Israel this year, and this is part two. So they want to continue to share their experience in Israel. Uh, we're talking about potentially doing a trip over there. So uh, if you're interested in how that looks and what they went through, man, they've got a great story. So be there next week at nine for that. And then on the 13th, we have Science and Faith, uh, the water edition with Ginger. So uh, Ginger's going to come speak on the water edition of Science and Faith. Uh, and then August 20th, I love this one, why we blow the shofar. So Mike, uh, if you don't know Mike, he's in the back blowing a horn all the time. It's a shofar. It's awesome. Uh, but a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand, you know, why do we do that? That, that looks kind of weird to some people, but he's going to explain all that stuff. Uh, it's a powerful way to worship. Um, very biblical. So he's going to talk about that. And then August 27th, building your people immunity through identity Jeff and Pam Bush they're going to be talking about that so uh, we'll continue to put these up throughout the month like I said nine o'clock uh, in the morning show up at nine hang out uh, it'll be done before service and then we'll be good to go so that's a lot on that uh, so this coming week I really want to just talk about a couple things we have a Monday night prayer so be out here every Monday uh, six o'clock right here in the sanctuary and sometimes what we try to do with our prayer our prayer team, I'm telling you, our, even our student pastor right now is really being annoying. Um, <laughs> they, they just come, came back from a motion conference. So, <laughs> so they're wired, like they're at a whole nother level right now. And so we're trying to keep them calm up front. Um, so, which is awesome. But uh, uh, yeah, they came back from motion. I'll let them share a little bit about that in a second. But yeah, we do a Monday night prayer. Come out here at six o'clock. Look, when... It, Wednesday nights are huge on this campus. So our children's ministry is going on. So if you have young kids, bring them out for that. Our student ministry is going on. And look, you can't do life alone. Kids can't do life alone. Students can't do life alone. They need to be around people their age that are walking in what they're walking and being taught by people that understand that. So get out here every single Wednesday night. What's that? Iron sharpens iron. iron. See, look, they're preaching from the front row, right? But that's how it is. You think... Even, you know, as adults, we can't do that. So what makes you think it's good for your teens and for your, your kids to go around, you know, without doing life with other people their age that are, that are chasing after the same thing, that are kingdom-minded, that, that are loving Jesus? And this is huge uh, to, to help build up their faith. So get them out here every single Wednesday, 6 p.m., uh, right here at the church. Um, one more thing I'll talk about. This was something that, that popped up this morning. If you don't know, I get texts at all times of the day. And this morning it was like 528. Okay. Uh, we, we, and I'm responding to this and I'm going to ask for some help because this is kind of like one of these emergency things that have to happen. So if you have time today, we have a single mom with her three kids that have to move out of a house and they have to be out by tomorrow, but every, most people work tomorrow. Um, so uh, they need some help and they need trucks and trailers and we got to get them out of their place. So I'm going to be up here at the church at two o'clock and I'll have my truck and trailer. And if anybody has some spare time, um, all we're going to do is move them out of their house and put their stuff in storage. Okay. 
Um, so we're just going to kind of team up and we're going to, they're going to team up. This is not, uh, these are people that, that do life with us. Uh, actually part of brother Bo's church and brother Bo's family over there. Um, so they're going to be helping too. So whoever wants to help out, um, we're going to just bless them. And so be here at two o'clock. If you want to help, we're going to get over there. It shouldn't take long. Hopefully if we get enough people to get them out and get things moved in today, two o'clock, I thank you for that. Um, with that being said, this last week was absolutely amazing. Um, there's a lot of stuff. If you don't know how much <laughs> we do as a family, as a church, um, not only in this family, but in the community, it was a lot. And uh, so we, we started out Thursday with the uh, food drop in Millbrook. And if you don't know, I man, we get several people show up. It was the largest group of people they've had. Um, so they had, we had cars lined up forever and we were literally, we prayed for every single person. Um, people got donuts and coffee, which is great, but they show up there to get food from the food pantry. So we had a lot of people out there all day. We show up here at, we have some people that show up at the church at, you know, six in the morning or earlier than that, five 30 to start making coffee. And then we get, we get down there by seven and start setting up and then we don't get out of there usually until it's done. Um, but it's an awesome ministry and they do that the fourth Thursday of every month, the big drop, but every single Thursday they give away food at the food pantry and every single Wednesday they need help at the food pantry in the morning to prepare the food. And every single Thursday they need help there to hand out food. So if you aren't doing anything on Thursdays or Wednesdays, it's a great opportunity, uh, to bless the community. They're serving quite a few families and we now are part of that minute. It's our ministry. Okay, so we're on the board now. Um, we are part of this. And they, like they say, they said, this is not a, don't consider this a food pantry. It's your food pantry. So, we, you know, we got to take ownership in that. And uh, there's a lot of churches that are part of that. There's a lot of great moving parts in that. But if we want to start doing what God asked us to do, it's going to take some time and some effort. And it's going to be good. So I'm excited. But thank you for everybody that showed up for that. That's huge because that rolled right into, um, that, that was on a Thursday. And then, Friday, everybody got back together. We had, we had ladies cooking food and helping out and setting up and Miss Barbara, um, and she had lost her dad. So we were able to support them and, and, and have a fellowship for their whole family here and take care of them. And they didn't have to worry about that. So people made food and we set everything up and tore everything down and loved on a whole family. Um, she had like 30 of her family members come in and just feel the love of this family, which is absolutely awesome. So we were there pretty much all day Friday doing that. And then we spun it around. And yesterday we had the uh, backpack giveaway at Stanhope Elmore High School. Um, there were 300 backpacks given away. Um, we cooked food for a ton of people and we were all out there in the sun. I've got sunburn all down my legs because I don't wear shorts like that much. Um, but we are, it was a long, hot day and all the help was absolutely amazing. Our family is so phenomenal. I just love you guys. Because all this was happening when we had a whole group of people gone to a conference. And the people that were going to the conference, the teens especially, they're usually helping out with all this stuff. So they're off at a conference and they have people with them at the conference. So they have, they have adults and supervision and all that. And we were in multiple different locations and God was using us all in a mighty, mighty way. And we couldn't have done it without all your help. So give yourself a round of applause because that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to get, I don't know, Kevin, do you want to say something about motion real quick? I want to give you that opportunity before I skip over it and just get busy. Awesome. Yes, finally. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, listen, I just want to say thank you. First off, I want to thank all of the parents, all of the church family. Uh, we can't do this without you. I want to thank everyone who gives. Uh, I know sometimes people go out, out of the way and just give specifically for events. So I want to thank the donors, you know, for that, who helped us get to motion. Uh, it's not easy. It's not cheap. Um, but it's always worth it. And I can tell you that it's been worth it. Our teens, um, they were just lit up. It was amazing. They were worshiping. Uh, there's nothing like 12,000 students screaming hallelujah, screaming, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We're running after you with all of our hearts. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you, if you ever have the opportunity to go volunteer, uh, do it. <laughs> and you may have that, so I'm just saying. Uh, but I want to thank my amazing dream team. I want to thank... Um, uh, Brother Scott and Holly and Jason and Jen. Can y'all give it up for, for them, please? Yes. And my beautiful wife. Uh, my beautiful wife and also, um, you know, my, my amazing students. Uh, thank you, Isaiah, one of my youth leaders. Uh, you guys are awesome. You're amazing. And um, does any one of you real quick want to share a testimony? All right, Robert, go ahead, man. Hurry up, man. Make it quick. I just wanted to say it's just good to see because, you know, a lot of teenagers nowadays, they're usually out doing stuff that they're not supposed to do. And you, you just got a lot of middle schoolers and high schoolers just worshiping God and praising God. Um, I think motion is one of those things where it's like uh, when you first see it and on the sign-up sheet, you're like, you might talk to your parents like, oh, this could be fun. I want to go do it, but after you get there, like Kevin said, it's nothing like, it's a different experience with 12,000 teens screaming amen and hallelujah, and I mean, like, everyone's losing their voice. I see people crying and people praying over each other, and it's just another type of powerful experience, like, when you're able to sit there and just feel the Holy Spirit pouring out of everybody around you and flowing in through the entire arena. And not even just the worship, it was the community groups too, uh, meeting other people that are just as on fire uh, for God. And it's really motivating to see what these people are doing in their schools and in their communities and how you want to bring that same thing into your community. And uh, I'm glad all of us had that experience because we're all called to be leaders. And we're all called to be godly people and follow after Jesus. And I'm so glad that every single one of us had the opportunity to demonstrate it. Amen. All right. Yeah, it was really awesome. Hey, lastly, I just want to thank uh, Pastor DJ. I want to thank our staff, our elders. Um, but I definitely want to honor Pastor DJ. Without Pastor DJ's vision, um, we would not be here. You know, um, one thing they said at Motion is pastors, the lead pastors, are called to a region. And then everybody else is called to the pastor, you know. And so we, we thank God for Pastor DJ's vision because it's his vision to want to empower these students, to want to watch these students preach and worship, which they do, and pray for one another. You know, that was his vision that God gave him. Uh, and I'm honored to be able to carry that out and, and work for that. And so, Pastor DJ, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you believing in us. Oh, uh, man. Well, that speaks for itself today, man. It's good to see you all back. 
uh, on the way up, the van overheated, so I didn't know if you were coming back, but we, we prayed. We prayed. Yeah. The van's old, y'all. <laughs> it's got a lot of miles on it. That thing is uh, rumbling and a tumbling, but it gets us where we need to go. Um, and uh, it smells a little bit, but, you know, you know, it's good. One of these days, <laughs> we'll get something. It's good, but... Uh, but I do appreciate y'all. It's so good. Uh, can we give it up for Kevin and Crystal, man? They put a lot. Uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And everybody that helped them, I thank you so much. You know, we've had, you know, so many families that went up and helped with them. And just, it's amazing. So I, I'm very thankful for all our volunteers, everybody that was willing to do that. I know that because it was maybe six years ago, I think, that I took the kids up there. And I was like, I'll never do that again. <laughs> so every time they come and they're like, hey, we're going back to motion. I'm like, yes, go back to motion. Take them. I can't do it. <laughs> but it's awesome. It is really refreshing. So thank you guys uh, for everything you do. What's that? You got a spot for me next year? Come on. Don't challenge me. I've been working on my calf muscles. I can always keep up. <laughs> It's so good, man. So, man, let me pray for service. I just want to pray real quick, and then we're going to jump into this. And um, I don't have a lot to share today, but I do have something to share. So, Father, we love you, and I thank you, Lord, and just continue to have your way. Uh, touch my heart. Touch my lips. Let this be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, man, we, we've been in a series for a while on shining, being like him, being like Jesus, out in the community, talking like him, walking like him. Uh, we've been talking about this now for eight weeks. This is all about putting our personal needs and our personal situations aside and saying, I want to be more like you. So it's time to go into the community. It's time to go do what God wants us to do. It's time to shine. And we worked very hard on this uh, to kind of um, be built up for this with identity and understanding who we are. I mean, we did a lot of stuff, man. We've been working for years uh, to get outside these walls. And like I've been talking about, it's time. Like he showed us that the walls need to come down. The community needs us. It's time to go out and do what we need to do. And we're doing a phenomenal job, like amazing. But like last week, like I said, we need to sometimes come back into alignment, check the alignment, make sure everything's going good. I said, because sometimes we get in the car and we take off and we just keep going, 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 and we forget that there's potholes and there's bumps and all this stuff going on. And we need to check that stuff all the time. So we need to be in alignment with some things in our life and, and re remember to recuperate and, because it doesn't stop. Like there's a need. You, we understand that. There's a, there's a need in the community for us to shine. That's why God put us here. That's why he gave us the visions he gave us. It wasn't so we'd just sit in this church and try to entice people to come in here when he said, I need you to go out there. You understand? So, so this is where he's been taking us. Uh, and with that, I realized there's a lot of things that, that we were called into and now it's starting to open up. Same, things are starting to open up and doors are opening. And I mean, it's just, so, so we're gonna be infused into this community. You know, I, I got to spend time with, probably close to 10 other pastors this weekend, all from this community, from all different churches. And we got to get together and talk about future plans and what we did this weekend with the backpack giveaway and all these different things that, that God's been doing and wants to do. We get, so to give you an idea of that, it was the backpack giveaway was the first time they've done that as, a, as you know, churches do those things. I mean, but they do them as individual churches and they reach a little patch of people. Well, the vision was, no, we're going to do this as a kingdom. 
So let's get all these churches together because we're all a kingdom. It's not about individual churches. We don't care about how many people come to our church or go to somebody else's church. It's about how can his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we went out yesterday to the, to the Stanhope Elmore football field and it was hot. It was, you know, 90 plus in the sun. It was even hotter than that. Um, but it was, it was great to get out there and, and do some stuff and meet the coaches. So got to meet the football coach, got to meet the principal over there. And we are blessed to have a city that wants us involved. You need to understand that. Like, there's a lot of places that don't want you to get involved, the churches to get involved in what's going on. And we have a city that says, hey, man, we want you guys involved in our school. Come out here whenever you want. Pray when you want to pray. Do what you need to do. Um, so I've actually been picked up now as a chaplain for the baseball team for Stanhope because I guess they needed a chaplain for the baseball team. But... <laughs> But also we're going to be helping out the football team and we're going to help feed them and take care of them. And we're going to pour into them. We're going to pour into the school. And this is different for some people. Okay, because you need to understand, I, I didn't grow up in, in, in Stanhope and my kids didn't go to Stanhope. And I didn't live in Millbrook. I don't live in Millbrook. Right? And we have, we have a church that we have people from Montgomery, Prattville, Wetumpka, all over the place. Marbury. I live out in Marbury. All right, but what I see is this, is that God says, that's awesome, but I put the church family in Millbrook. And he goes, I need you to pour into this city. Okay, so what that means is that I've, over the years, over the last four years, I've not been severing ties, but I've been telling people in other cities that, hey, I'm sorry, but I know what the Lord's telling me. And I've got to trust what he's telling me. It doesn't mean we don't love you, but it means that you have churches in that community that can pour into those individuals and those places. And we were put in a specific location and we're going to pour into it. All right. So I have to get to know them just as much as they have to get to know us. And that's hard for me because, man, I, you know, I, my kids grew up in Marbury. Right? I coached in Marbury. I ran stuff in Marbury. I've done all kinds of stuff out there. My heart is like, let's pour into Marbury. Well, that's not what the Lord's saying. So it doesn't mean I don't love them and I don't want to help in any way we can. But the Lord's saying right now, you know, I shared this vision with you before. He gave me a wall all the way up 65. And he says, don't cross it. That's Lot's land. And I don't know if you know the story. But everything looked good. Abraham told Lot to go choose land. And he looked out there and he said, well, that looks like the best. I want to go to that. And he gave it to him. That didn't go well for Lot. Right? But he picked the best one. And I honestly, I'm going to tell you that when we moved over here from Prattville, all our ties were in Prattville. So we maintained ties in Prattville for a long time because that's what we knew. It's Lot's land. He gave us this land. And he said, we're going to pour into this land. And when we're done pouring into this land, he's going to open the gates to all the other lands. Okay, so, and it's nothing against anybody that goes anywhere else. I think this is what's so cool is that, that we literally have people from all over and we're going to bless a community that doesn't know what that looks like from a group of people that don't live in their community. But we see people moving into the community. We see things happening where people are coming to Millbrook and people want to live in Millbrook. And we have people in this church that want to move to Millbrook. Why? Because things are happening here. And God has a plan. 
He really does. And what we do in that matters. How we do this matters. But here's the thing. We can't be so dug into our old ways that we miss out on what God wants to do. So today it's all about being flexible. Today it's all about, about being flexible enough to go with the wind. When the wind blows, we're supposed to go with the wind. We're not supposed to fight it and say, but this is what I want to do. And what that means is that it's not going to look, I mean, it's going to look different. Can I tell you this? God said, well, there's going to be a Sunday when we don't meet in church. Like we're going to be meeting in the park. And it's going to be on a Saturday, not a Sunday. And everybody's like, well, why would you do it on a Saturday when Sunday's the day? No, because God says we're going to do a worship in the park. And when we're down there in the park, we're going to make it our whole service. And we'll shut the doors on Sunday. But that's how it's going to be for that, for, that, for that time right there. Okay, but it's going to be a chance for us to pour back out in the community because we have to be willing to say it's not about how we've always done it. It's how God wants to do it. Right? So you have to be flexible. Like one of the best trees that is flexible is what? A palm tree, I think. Right? Palm trees can blow in the wind and they blow back and forth and they don't snap. So we have to be that way. Because when the Holy Spirit wants to move, it might take us from the right to the left. <laughs> it might take us in a U-turn sometimes, but we have to be open to whatever the Lord wants us to do. And that goes into everything in our life. It goes into everything in our life, everything in our church. It goes into our worship, into our students. It goes into everything, right? So we have to be willing to accept that and willing to move in that. You know, I love this time of year. You know why I love this time of year? Football. Football matters, y'all. But here's what I realized. I'm watching football, and now I'm following up with everything. Not soccer, football. Like, like, like not the real football, but football. And, I, and I'm looking at these guys. I'm watching these professional athletes, and they're in training camp. And because they're not flexible, because they've been in a season of rest and not doing what they're doing, they're coming up injured. Some LSU people, Joe Burrow, I think, yeah, he's down and out because he tore a calf muscle because he wasn't flexible enough. He was, you know, you know, God will stretch us in different directions to make you more flexible, yeah. right? So when I'm in football season, I, I love it and hate it, but I watch these guys that are athletes come out and tear muscles and, and things happen because they're not flexible enough. And we don't want to end up in that kind of situation where we're not flexible enough to where when God tells us to move, it breaks us. You understand? So we have to be flexible enough to take the turn, take the move, and go where he wants us to go and not have it break us. And we took on a lot this week. We had things in all different directions and we didn't break. We might be tired, but you know there can still be joy when you're tired. It's okay to be tired. You just got to be joyful. Right? It's all about the joy. It's okay to want to go home and take a nap. That's cool. That means you're doing something. Right? So, so all that's good. And I, I just think about all these things about how God wants to do this, but he wants to do it. He wants us to be flexible enough to, to allow him to do that. So we need to take the time, listen to the Holy Ghost, be prepared when he says move. Don't get upset and frustrated when the favorite thing you like to do in church ain't happening anymore. Remember, it's not about us. You know, I don't, I don't know how many people, I, I can't, I'm not going to bring that one up. I don't want to bring up old things. It's not worth it. There's some things we've changed over the years that people got really frustrated because the Lord was like, enough. <laughs> donuts were huge, man. We used to spend $10,000 a year on donuts. 
Not over here, y'all. Just letting you know, not under my leadership. <laughs> but when you took, got rid of the donuts, man, there was an uproar. Yeah, because people love donuts. Well, go buy some donuts. Right? But that's how. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, when I think about this, I think about how different it is, and my mind automatically went to flexibility, and then I started thinking about new wine because I understand that God wants to do something new. We get so used to the cookie-cutter way of always doing things a certain way, and we think that if it looks outside that box, we can't do it, right? And God says, no, I, I want to put new wine, so he is fresh new wine, but he can't put that in an old wineskin. You've probably heard this a million times, but, but you are an old wineskin, right? Every season, there's a new wineskin, right? So when the wine exits out of the wineskin, what happens is it gets brittle, it gets it gets crumbly. It can't hold new wine. You put new wine in it, that starts to fer ferment. And then all of a sudden the gases build up and it will rupture and it can't hold the new wine. Everybody understands that, right? So every season's like that. Every season we're going to pour out and pour out and pour out. But then he says, I need you to be flexible. So how do you fix wineskin, right? If you take an old wineskin, which is leather, you actually got to soak it in water. It's got to be in water and scrubbed and cleaned, and then it has to be dipped and soaked and saturated in oil. And that oil makes it tender and it makes it flexible so it can handle something new. Same thing has to happen to us. We can't be so caught up in what's going on that we're unflexible so that when he wants to bring something new in, it ruptures. We always got to be going, what's next? And I know, like, I know all the statistics. 69% of everybody in the world don't like change. I get it. This is all about change. Like the spirit's ever changing. He wants to do things different all the time. He's looking for people to say yes all the time in a different way. And we have to be flexible enough to accept that and walk in that. Because we always say this. We say, God, we want more. We want more of you. We want more of you. We want more of you. We can't handle more of them. He's like, fix the wineskin. I'll give you more when you can hold it. He goes, soften your heart. Get, look, look. Let me pour into you. Let me saturate you. Change the way you think about things and I'll pour into you in a whole new way and we're going to change a city. But it's not going to look like the way we've been doing it. But you're not willing to accept it the way I want to do it. You just want to do it your way. And that causes turmoil and turbulence and all kinds of stuff. And it's going to cause you to go in different ways, different, different avenues at different speeds. And it's, it's probably going to be uncomfortable. You know, stretching's uncomfortable. I hate stretching. And, and now that I'm older, it takes forever. <laughs> like, I'm like, they're like, well, why are you here 45 minutes early? So I can stretch. I said, I watch these young guys jump out and just start doing stuff. I'm like, nah. It takes me forever to loosen this stuff up. So I'm telling you, we are getting ready. And oh, I'm going to throw this out there since y'all are sitting here. So we are having a church picnic this year. It is in September. Yeah. It is at the YMCA, and it will include basketball again. So if you don't know that, that we all beat the students in basketball last time because they challenged us. So, so this time we're going to do it again, and I'll get the date out to y'all so you can start warming up. I don't want to hear it. So what I want to do, it's a challenge. Yeah, I dropped the challenge on y'all. Start getting ready because it's going to get real. But anyway... So here's the thing. Here's what I love. Jesus was, the, the way Jesus came on the scene, the way he taught was new wine. They had never heard it before. 
And therefore, they pushed against it. Pharisees, Sadducees, they all pushed against it. They didn't want anything to do with it. And these are people waiting. They're like, nope, he's coming one day. He's standing in front of them. But because he was teaching it a different way, they wouldn't receive it. Right? So I want to go to that scripture. If you have your Bibles, we'll jump into this. Uh, Matthew 9, uh, 14 through 26. I'm going to read through this, and then we're going to wrap this up. So Matthew 9, 14 through 26. It says, One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? So that was the question. So these are people that, that man, th- these are some of the people that do this all the time. They're saying, why don't you do what we do? Pharisees were very good at taking the law and then adding their own ways to it so that they could look more holier than thou, right? So this is, so this is how they did this. They go, why, how can your followers of you, if you say you are who you say you are, why aren't they doing what we're doing? And Jesus is trying to explain it to them. He's like, oh, here we go. He has the ones he wants right in front of him. And Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. So I'm going to stop right there. So Jesus is telling them, guys, I'm something new. And you've got to be ready to receive what I have. And unfortunately, the ones that were holier than everybody else, they're not receiving it. They want nothing to do with it. So he's moving through ordinary people who are willing to have faith and believe in what he's saying. They were fresh. They were flexible enough. They were like, we're ready for something different. We're ready for you to move in a new way. And and so therefore they're flexible enough. So he's pouring into them. That's why he has crowds of people around. That's why people are following him, right? And, And this is big because as you keep reading through this scripture, what you'll see is right after that, this is not a different, like I know it separates in your Bible, but directly after him saying this, the very next verse says, as Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. So while he's speaking it, somebody that has a new wine skin is receiving new wine and believing at that point that my daughter, this is Jarius, I think is, is who it was at the time. Because I think you'll find it in other uh, I think it's in Luke or something like that. It talks about him coming in. But, but this is Jairus. He's saying, look, man, I am, I am one of these big time guys that have been doing everything right my whole life. But man, I need you. So therefore, my wine skin is different. I'm ready to accept the new wine. I believe you can come do this, right? While he's speaking it, this guy is realizing this. And because of that, He speaks out to Jesus. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe for she thought if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Another person with new wine skin, willing to receive new wine, walks up and out of faith touches him. Now you have two different stories here, right? You you have a, you, you have a, a young girl who's only 12 years old that died 
And now you have a lady who's been dying for 12 years. Now, if you really want to dig into this and do your research, you'll find out who they represent. The young girl represents Israel, who has died. <laughs> and the old girl, the older girl that's been dying for 12 years is the church. And when the church is willing to have new wineskin and reach out, he's going to heal them. And the Lord's going to come and do what he wants to do. Right? And he says, but I'm coming back for Israel. I'm coming back for her. And he's going to raise her back to life. So you can go really deep in this, or you can say, you know what? These are people that understood in their heart that I'm ready for change. I'm ready for something different. I, I, I'm giving my heart to this. I believe in this. I believe in who you are. And he's pouring new wine, fresh wine into them, and change is happening. We got to get out of our old ways. We got to get rid of the old wine, the old wine skin. We got to get rid of that stuff, right? We got a condition. It's all about reconditioning ourselves to say, you know what? It really isn't about me. And when, we, when the Lord calls us to go do something, can we actually just go do it? Yes. And say, you know what? That's a priority in our life right now. If God says do it, do it. Amen. But it's hard because we got to put all those little things down. All those things, all those little walls, all those little cautionary things we put up that said, well, I don't have time or I have to do this or ah, that's just not the way I would have done it. Well, that's why God didn't tell you to do it. Because he knew you weren't going to do it. I'm telling you, God, God has put Pete, look, I, I think this is a very simple, if I can explain this, I, if you don't know me too well, I am probably the I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And I don't know what it looks like, but I'm just willing to jump in. And I'm pretty naive in that, right? Uh, I'm ignorant. And I'm just like, Lord, you said do it. Let's just go do it. And I don't know how it's going to happen. And I don't know how it's going to be funded. And I don't know how we're going to do any of this stuff. All I know is that, Lord, I know your voice. And I know what you're telling me. And I believe everything you're telling me. So therefore, guess what? I'm going to have the faith to reach out and touch your cloak and touch the garment. I'm going to have the faith to say, Lord, will you come raise my daughter from the dead? Because you said you would. I don't know. So, so this is where I'm at. And man, I'm looking at this and, and I'm seeing it. So Jesus, uh, this, this woman with blood, I just want to go back to it. So Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. He couldn't have done that if she wasn't willing to accept the new wine, if she wasn't reconditioned in her heart to say, I've tried it the old way. See, Jesus didn't come to mix the old with the new. He said, I came to make all things new. So you can't keep the old and expect to merge the new with it and say, I'm going to have some of this and some of this and some of this and some of this. He said, I came to make all things new. It's all about new. It's all about new wineskin. It's all about new wine. And we got to be willing to walk in that. Mm. So when Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, they were put outside. I want to be Jesus' bouncer. <laughs> Sorry, he said out. Get him outside. He said they were put outside, right? However, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. The report of his miracle swept through the entire countryside. So even be, look at the, the, Jairus comes to him and says, my daughter's dead. And because of his 
new wine skin and his ability to have new wine in his heart. And understand this, nobody else around him wanted it. He got back to their house and everybody that surrounds him, everybody that's around him, they don't believe. Does this sound familiar? Man, we can go into this park and we're going to look different because we believe. And there's a lot of people that they love to praise and they love to worship, but they, they don't wholeheartedly believe that the change is going to happen the way we want it to happen. And I just got to keep reminding them, it's not the way I want it to happen. It's the way he wants it to happen. And as long as we listen to him and we do this, we just got to believe. So we're going to look different. We're going to go out. It's going to sound different. It's going to look different. Service might be a little bit longer. <laughs> but God's moving in it. Like, trust me, you all wouldn't be sitting here if he wasn't moving in it. <laughs> You'd be like, look, man, I had enough of this. It's time to go. And people leave and that's fine. But I'm telling you, he's doing something. And you just have to trust in that. And you have to have the ability to recondition your heart to say things can be different. And I can't do that for you. Like he put me in this position and he trusts me with this position. And my job is to lead this family in the direction he tells me to go. And that means that I've got to do what he tells me and not what anybody else in the congregation comes in and says, well, hey, I don't like this. Well, I'm sorry. I've got to draw a line and go, do I care about what you say or what God says? Can I tell you, we don't deal with this a lot. That's what's so cool. Like we have a good family and we all believe in this. We all move in the right direction. But what I'm saying, there's so many, look, there's so many churches that worry about what everybody else thinks and they put him on the back burner. And when everybody else gets in agreement, they're just like, hey, then we'll do it this way so everybody's happy. And then God's always sitting there going, who wants the new wine? Who wants it? Who wants to go do something? And so it's going to be different. Ah. <laughs> so anyway, we've got some things going on and it's going to look different from worshiping in the park, having service in the park. I got approached. I got a call this last week. This was a new one that not even the staff knows about. And we got asked to lead worship in prison ministry. And if you don't know what that looks like, God put it on my heart two years ago. He didn't take it off my heart, but I had no avenue to approach that. Right after COVID, how do you get into the prisons? And then they call and say, hey man, we're just looking for a church that wants to go worship in a prison. Do you know anybody? Ryan was standing right next to me. I'm like, Ryan, do we know anybody that wants to go worship in a prison? And he was like, yep. <laughs> so that's a random call. I mean, I've met this guy before. I actually met him through Holly in the prison ministry that they're in. I met the guy over here. They're using our annex because they needed to meet where all the people that in that, in that ministry in Montgomery and everybody can meet. So we're like, sure, use the annex. And I got to talk to him once and then he calls me and that was probably nine months ago. I don't even know when I talked to him. And he calls me out of the blue and says, hey, are you willing to do that? Yep. So look, it, it's not gonna stop if we just keep saying yes. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, this is good, good stuff. And I'm excited about what he wants to do. Does that change perspective? Yeah. Does it mean we're, our worship team is already worshiping in the park and they're worshiping in the church and now we're going to be worshiping in the prison? Yep. I tell you what, if I pulled them all up here and said, who doesn't want to do that? Pretty much you wouldn't have too many people saying, not me, I'm too tired. It says nothing to do with that. Like, like, we worship him because we love him. And because of that, he's showing us ways that we can impact not only a community, but even the prison system? Yes. 
Like we can break off the chains. His love, I'm telling you, hmm, I don't know. I just love it because he showed me that years ago. I never forgot about it because we had people in prison. You know, Gene, who plays up here, he's in, a, he's in a prison ministry. Holly leads in a prison ministry. We had some other people that are with Holly and, and like to do that stuff. How phenomenal is that? Oh, man. And it's because we say yes and we're willing to say, you know what? You know, you know the one thing that didn't come out of my mouth? How much is it going to cost? Like, how much time do you need? Because, you know, we're really stretched. Nope, I believe God's been putting us through all these ways and tugging us in different directions so that we're prepared for this, so that we don't break, but we get to go in and break the chains and not break ourselves. You understand? So that's just good stuff going on. And yeah, is there, are there walls out there that, that try to stop us? Yes. Um, you know, are there, are there, there worries you have? Yes. You know, are finances a big thing? Yeah. Like everything costs money. <laughs> And we've been blessed. And, and, you know, we have people that give uh, routinely. We have people that give abundantly in seasons. And we have people that give to missions and different things, which is awesome. And we've never been short of what we need to have things done. As long as we're all obedient, it all works together. See, that's the, so the two cents works for the $5, which same thing works for the $100 to the $1,000 to the $10,000. It all works together, all in the same pot to move the kingdom in the right direction. But we need it all, obviously. Like every little bit you give goes into something absolutely amazing that God's trying to do, right? And it's all new wine. He wants to change all this stuff. So how's that apply to you? Well, for some of you, yes, you're part of this family and we're, I'm talking big picture, but what do you need to do to let new wine into your marriage, into your relationship, into your kids, into your students, into your job? There's some stuff that you're stuck in in the old way. And all those relationships and everything we do, you're stuck in an old way of doing things. You know, you, you, want your, you want your students walking in freedom and you're wondering why they're dealing with all this stuff, but you're actually not willing to bring them in on a Wednesday because it's too much work to get them in here to be around people that are filled with life. Right? So, so you, these are little things and I'm not picking on it. What I'm saying is these are things that, we, that we're challenged with in life every day. Like, Man, what, what happens if, you know, uh, or your kids in our children's ministry, or man, maybe, maybe you want, it, your marriage isn't going well, but we have, a, we have a marriage group that gets together and does amazing things, but you're not willing to go to that. And it's like, ah, it's, you're stuck in your old way thinking that you have answers to everything, but it's not working. But you're praying, Lord, help me. And he's like, I did. I brought a family around you and they've opened doors in multiple avenues. But you're not walking through them. I have new wine, but you have old wine skin. And you're like, well, I don't want to tell anybody about my problems. Why when we're family and we can love you through it? You understand? This is not judgment zone. This is love you zone. Like we're going to get through things and help you through things. And we're going to get healthy and flexible, right? And then we'll be able to accept all the new wine and everything. Like in our families and our kids and our jobs and our school and everything. Man, this, this, this will go as far as you're willing to let it go. And it'll shut down as fast as you want to shut it down. So, so we need to stay. Look, I call it in the river. Like you don't get in the river in a canoe and paddle upstream. Right? It's easier to just go downstream and go with the flow. Jump in, get in and let it take you where he wants to take you. Do what you want to do. But a lot of times we get in there, we're like, but I want to go that way. And you're sitting there and you're paddling up the current, trying to get upstream to the place that looks the best for you. 
And he's like, man, if you just jump in, man, I got one down there, the same thing. It's in a different direction, but man, I got a better plan for you if you trust me and just jump in and let me float you down the river, right? Uh, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Did you guys get something out of that? <laughs> Come on. And I just, man, I just love what God's doing. And I really do. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for what he's doing. I'm thankful that he trusts us in this. I'm thankful for a family that gets this. Um, but man, is it going to take more? Yeah. It's going to take more. It's going to take more of you going, I'm willing to step outside my comfort zone. I'm willing to be stretched a little bit to become more flexible so I can receive more of what he's trying to do. I already see it with people serving in the church. We've had new people stepping up and serving in different areas and doing, and that's awesome because that helps big time. And now, and then we had new people showing up to even serve outside at the backpack thing. And man, we, look, I'm so thankful for people that were on the grill. Mike, Mike sat out there cooking in the sun. Him and Ron Trahan, they, they were covered in sweat and they're always doing it. And I know Mike loves to do that, but it'd be nice to have someone else standing out in the heat sometimes cooking on the grill. I did it for like 10 minutes the other day at the park and man, I was sweating. I was like, Mike, get here. <laughs> Mike, get here. But I'm serious. So it's the, the more people that are willing to come and do all these things and just go with the flow, man, be in the wind. Let the wind blow us where we need to go. Open your hearts. Recondition yourself. You know, how do you recondition? Spend more time with him. Man, what you felt this morning is real. You can feel that every morning if you want it. It's a choice, right? So, so that's how you recondition yourself. That's how you get new oil on you is you spend more time with him. Invite him in, worship him, pray with him. You can fast, you can read the Bible more, you can worship more, you can do all these things, right? And that's ways to draw closer to him and, uh, and doing all that stuff reconditions you and then everything he pours in, man, you can store it up and then let it be released out there where it needs to be released. I'm excited about these guys going back to school. Just hearing you up here, man, go change something. <laughs> Everywhere you go. You guys are going to walk the halls and people are going to say something's different. Yep, you're different. And you're going to change the atmosphere everywhere you go. You can't get sucked into the way that the world wants to do it, right? So be change agents. That's what you're meant to do. So Father, we love you. And I thank you. I thank you for this family. And Lord, I pray right now that, Lord, everything that's being spoken in here, that it's touching the hearts and the minds in here and people are understanding what you want to do, how you want to do it, and at the speed and rate that you're doing it. So, Father, help us uh, be more flexible in this. Help us have a better ear to hear when we're supposed to do certain things you want us to do. And then help us walk in obedience when you tell us to actually do it. So, Father, take away any fear, any anxiety, any worry uh, that's been upon us about what's going to happen if we do this. And let's just believe that, Lord, you're going to happen when we do this, that you're going to have your way in everything we do. So, Father, just continue to move in, in, in everything we do. Father, we love you and we thank you. Ah, we surrender it all to you. Continue to have your way in our lives. Hmm. We just love you, Lord. We just love you, Lord. We just love you. Thank you for using us. Thank you for trusting us. Whew. Fill us up, Father. Fill us up. For those that, man, you're still walking in this, this realm of not knowing, like, are you truly a follower of him? Are you truly given your heart? Are you truly born again? 
Man. Can I ask you to have courage this morning and talk to somebody? Can I ask you to welcome him into your heart? Can I ask you to just say, Lord, I'm done doing it my own way. I need you. I want you. Just fill me up. And you can do that. I can't pray that for you, but that's something you can ask him into your heart. Man, he'll start doing some amazing things. He'll start doing some amazing things in you and through you. So Father, touch those hearts in this room. And as our, even when we break today, we're going to have our prayer partners by the crosses on either side of the room. So if that's you and you just feel touched and, and you know that you, you want to start something new and something fresh and you welcome him into your heart and you, and you just know that God wants to do something, will you go talk to somebody? Go talk to one of our prayer partners. Let them pray with you and, and help you walk through this stuff. But man, don't miss out on an opportunity. This is where it starts. We have to be obedient to him, but we have to walk in faith and believe in him and surrender our lives to him and just let him have his way in everything we do. So, Father, you see the hearts once again in this room. So move in us, move through us. We pray for opportunities in the upcoming weeks and months, Lord, that you're going to put people in front of us that need to know you. They want to learn what the true Jesus was like. They want to see his love and feel his love. And, Father, use us as examples, shining examples everywhere we go on who you are. So, Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, guys. I love you guys. Be blessed. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. And uh, man, have a good week. Love y'all.